you're listening to Mike Lochran on the Management Perspectives podcast. Please follow me on LinkedIn and Twitter where I publish all of my podcasts and blogs. Hi, my name is Mike Lochran. Welcome to the Management Perspectives podcast. Today we're asking, how do you make your supply chain more agile and resilient to handle a global crisis and beyond? As you might guess, there's a lot to discuss here. So this will be a first of a two-part episode. To give us some insight on this topic, I'm joined by Ernest Nicholas, Chief Supply Chain Officer for Integrated Supply Chain at Rockwell Automation, and Jen Upthegrove. Jen's also from Rockwell and is responsible for process optimization and technology enablement. But let me pass you over to them and introduce themselves. Jen, would you like to go first? Sure. Good day, Mike, and thanks for having us on today in the Management Perspectives podcast. Happy to be here. My name is Jennifer Upthegrove, and I'm a director in our global supply chain, integrated supply chain organization. I, uh, as Mike indicated, I'm responsible for our process optimization and technology enablement uh, for the integrated supply chain, which is really a uh, integration of our end-to-end plan, source, make, and deliver functions for Rockwell Automation. And I have the privilege to be led by Ernest Nicholas, and Ernest and I have worked together for several years. Um, but I'm going to turn it over to Ernest and have him introduce himself. Thanks, Jen, uh, and I appreciate it, Mike. I'm Ernest Nicholas. I'm Chief Supply Chain Officer for Rockwell Automation. Uh, I lead the integrated supply chain function within the company. And, and for us, what that really means is, is managing through what I'd say is the plan, source, make, and deliver responsibility. Right, starting from planning our supply chain, what we procure, uh, what we actually build, and then how we deliver through our own supply network, our distribution network, then out through uh, through our customers. Uh, so, so that that's that's essentially uh, my responsibility. You know, I appreciate you having us here for this uh, perspectives discussion. You know, the whole balancing of agility and resilience is something that's near and dear to our hearts from an organizational perspective just given who we are as a company. So lots to share today uh, on this podcast. No, thank you both. And I'm really excited to, to be doing this subject because I think it's going to give the audience another view in to what us as Rockwell Automation do as a, as a manufacturer and supply chain in our own right, but also to look at look back on the last well, nearly 12 months now and, and see what impact that's had on on us, but but how we've kind of managed to steer through that. And and, and I can't think of two people better to do that um, than, than Ernest and Jen. So so many thanks for uh, for joining us on this. So to kick off, Ernest, um, supply chain challenges are not, not new to you. you. You mentioned, you know, you've been in this role for, for a number of years. What's different for you and for your customers now? No problem, Mike. I, I appreciate the question. You know, you, you said something a second ago that I, I want to be certain that we hone in on, and it's it's the reality of everybody thinks of Rock Automation and the devices that we offer and the software that we offer, but they forget that we have our own intricate industrial supply chain. You know, so whenever I'm asked the question about supply chain challenges, I always start with just level setting the group and thinking about the uncertainty that we experience in trying to manage our supply chain. You know, we, we think a lot about how can we be efficient, how can we be more effective to deliver the right business outcomes for our customers. If you just take a step back and you think about the last couple years and what 
organizations are, are trying to manage through, the disruptions have been significant. I mean, you can just think about industry challenges. They've ranged significantly, right? You, you think about the macroeconomic challenges. We've had component allocations. We've had protectionism. We've had uh, constrained labor markets. And you had a significantly evolving global trade environment. And that's just to name a few. None of those are new, but the, the manner in which they've occurred has been significantly different than in the past because you're dealing with them either concurrently or in quick succession. And, and that's a lot of what Jen and I spend time thinking about of, of how do we combat that. You add to that the impact of the pandemic over the last year, and no one can escape what's occurred with the pandemic, right? We've seen, I'd say, significant fluctuations in our demand patterns. We've seen significant fluctuations in just capacity and, and people being available. So, so what, what, what a lot of companies are realizing, and I think what we've always known as Rockwell Automation is, we've got to definitely hone in on how do we manage our supply chain. You know, and thinking about our supply chain truly from an end-to-end -end perspective, and that's what's really prompted this discussion around agility and resilience. You know, how do you prioritize? How do you rebalance? How do you think about data? And how do you think about people to ultimately just be faster to the right decision to support your customers? So that, that's where I think a lot of this is going, Mike. I'm just going to chime in there because, as Ernest said, we talk about this quite a bit in our organization. And, you know, I think the one thing that's also different and we'll touch on it a lot today is our acquisition and ability to acquire information and uh, the growing competency in our organizations to contextualize that information, not only within our our siloed and subject matter expertise within each individual function of our supply chain, but also starting to become and capable of being masters of orchestration across those functions. And that acquisition of data and the ability to connect that data has really allowed us to, um, you know, continue to evolve and, and mature our abilities in the supply chain. And it's not only within our own company, but you know the ability to connect our information with our customers and, and our partners out there. So it's an exciting time. If you're enjoying the Management Perspectives podcast and want to learn more, sign up for our popular webinar series and get the latest from Rockwell Automation and our industry expert guests. And that, I'd like to kind of tease a little bit more out of that because, as Ernest mentioned, you know, some challenges are not new. However, the amount of challenges that have come all at once with, with other external impacts um, have, have, have had fundamental change to, to what we do. Uh, Jen, you've just mentioned there about, you know, utilising more data um, or having more access to data. So if I kind of pushed it back and said, well, if these challenges aren't new, what 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 new tools have you had to be able to respond to this this massive amount of of change all at once that you didn't have before yeah yeah i think that's that's interesting you know and and i'll i'll touch on what ernest said that the challenges while they're not new we've we've the challenges are becoming to you know where we're having to deal with um more challenges at the same time so we were equipped to be able to handle challenges one, maybe two at a time, but 
now the uncertainty and the strain um, across the, the supply chain is something we've never seen before. And, and it's unfortunately starting to become our new normal. Uh, everything's hitting us at once. It's creating imbalance um, across our supply and demand. And um, but the accessibility and ability to connect that information and uh, contextualize and show us where our gaps are, are is really what's coming together for us as a supply chain. Um, we've seen uh, the the integration and the ability to tie together technology and systems for for you know the free flow of that information within our company and with our suppliers and our partners. But now it's uh, it's what are we doing to use that information to create that balance um, in across the demand and supply variability? Um, there's a myriad of factors that have always influenced, you know, the global supply chain, but they've never come together and put so much pressure across um, make, source, and deliver. And and now it's how do we contextualize that information, connect it, and and create the right decisions and with trade-offs in mind across that um, that make plan source make and deliver. Yeah, tra trade-offs. There's, there's always trade-offs, and I suppose it's just making sure that the trade-offs um, get the right result in the end. Right. And I, I, I know the audience will will certainly be in tune with some of those issues that you've spoken about, and especially around that kind of supply chain and linking of the supply chain. I wondered if we could look look at that in a little bit more detail as well, because you know things such as how ready was the supply chain to be connected, or how did you overcome any issues around that might be um, something we touch on. But we're certainly interested to get your thoughts on that. Look, I, I think it's a great. Great question. And, and I, I like to think about our application really around how we've matured as an organization. You know, we, we've thought about technology and technology deployments, I'd say first and foremost. But again, as, as we've gotten smarter about thinking through digital transformation and what applications were required within Rockwell, you know, we segmented into two buckets, right? We have Jen's organization that thinks about connecting the supply chain and the broader connected supply chain. And then we also have digital manufacturing. You know, within digital manufacturing, that's where we leverage kind of this IT to OT convergence. And that's where we've seen, I'd say, some very strong improvements in standardizing work across our manufacturing footprint. Um, Jen's focus is really around leveraging partners, I'd say technology partners, to enhance our capabilities. and, and all in all, what we're trying to do again is to be more agile, more resilient, but honestly think about how this impacts our finances across the supply chain that can really drive some impact through the PL. So, so so we've been very intentional about this. And I and I, I hope that shines through with relative to how we manage this and how we're thinking about the selection of digital transformation initiatives. Hope that helps, Mike. No, no, it does. Thanks very much, Ernest. I'm Mike Lochran, and you're listening to the Management Perspectives Podcast. If you're enjoying the Management Perspectives Podcasts and want to learn more, join us on LinkedIn and take the next steps on your digital transformation journey.
you know, you've both touched on the, the technology, you've both touched on the process. Where do people come into this? What, what was the impact of people? So, so people are definitely our most valuable asset, right, Mike? Um, and and it's, it's taking those masters of orchestration to connect that information across the supply chain for, for better, faster decisions, you know, to create that resiliency and agility. But, but it also became one of those limiting factors for us as, as we've seen, you know, through the pandemic and just the amount of uncertainty we're dealing with. We, we have a disappearing workforce in some cases in our manufacturing um, locations and, and in some of our operations. And, and that became a, another uncertainty and another hurdle and another challenge for us to, to manage through. Um, so it exposed our lack of robustness, robustness in some of our supply chain strategies. Um, we didn't account for the rate of absenteeism and illnesses and the effect a stay-at-home order would have on us. Um, so, you know, it's it's a drastic, we saw a drastic and immediate reduction. Um, and at the same time, we're having to cross-train and upskill our talent in, in a lot of areas. So this unpredictable workforce and constrained labor um, makes resilient, resiliency and agility even more important for us. Um, we, we quickly became good at providing alternative supply and manufacturing scenario options using all that data and the acquisition of that data and the connection of that data to inform us. Um, and it would it generated some good outcomes for us, both from a um, finance perspective, cost and, and service. So, you know, Ernest, I, I I'd love to hear your perspective when you you know you talk about the the disappearing workforce in our operations and how our absenteeism grew from you know a five percent to almost a thirty percent on any given day in some of our manufacturing operations. No, Jen, I, I appreciate that. I, you know what I'll what I'll add to what Jen mentioned and and Jen's heard me speak to this for years is just the importance of understanding your capacity. You know, whether it's capacity through our um, our office operations or capacity through our shop floor operations, you know, I, I consider that to be a precious resource, you know, because to the, to the extent that we can de define it, it's to the extent that we can truly understand our ability to execute. You know, th this reality of, of having this unpredictable workforce uh, and, and just so much uncertainty and capacity, our capacity as well as that of our suppliers uh, is significant. You know, capacity availability, thinking through capacity utilization has just become such a significant portion of our planning process where it wasn't as significant a year ago. You know, it's truly about understanding, I'd say our ability just to drive conversion from supplier all the way through our manufacturing, and then ultimately what's our ability to flow finished goods through distribution. All, all of that has become, I'd say, another layer of uncertainty that we've had to manage through. Um, so what, what's our ability to surge? How can we be certain that we're not constrained? But more importantly, how do we work through this in what I'd say is a very, very uncertain time? So, so as, as Jen talks a bit about agility and resiliency, for me, we've just got to continue to think about this balance 
Um, it's, it's great for us to think about agility uh, through certain times, right? We, we want to think through how do we support our customers just given those conditions that I mentioned before. But we've got to be resilient to understand how we protect capacity. And, and, and that for me is, is a continuous challenge when you talk about this disappearing workforce and how do we overcome it? Uh, because th there's only so many resources that you can buffer for that uncertainty of absenteeism, right? At some point, um, you just got to plan and you, you've got to adjust lead times. You've got to honestly have some customers that may not be as satisfied as you'd like uh, as a result of it. So in those early days of the pandemic, do you have any examples how, how operation did change? I'll chime in here. We certainly, you know, pandemic caused not only our, our operations to be impacted by workforce, but but to Ernest's point, our office operations as well, right? We went from being able to collaborate and come together in a physical space to to a virtual, you know, using Teams meetings and Zoom meetings to bring us together and and have conversations and look at our information and um take time. We didn't have the time anymore to get together physically and debate over our best path. We we needed to make decisions in hours or even minutes in some cases relative to the changing and in information that we were obtaining. So, you know, what it looked like for us is we had daily virtual meetings where every uh, leader within each supply chain function shared what they knew. It was, you know, sharing both the qualitative and the quantitative data that um, that they had access to, and what that did is it it allowed us to discover where we lacked information pretty quickly. You know, identify our gaps and and what our digital transformation had been creating for us was the ability to go acquire that information quickly and um and then connect it with what we had to make a faster uh, better decision that incorporated not only our customers outcome but rockwell's outcome based on that data so um it was a it was a you know we were looking at this in a very act our act they had to be action oriented meetings we we quickly realized we had to get action oriented um and while we've invested, you know, in the analytics and you don't know what you don't know based on the uncertainty, I'll say that the pandemic definitely confirmed for us that our decision to invest in that digital transformation, that that ability to acquire information and contextualize it was absolutely the right move for us. And um, it brought us together and allowed us to collaborate and make decisions in a, in a much needed way. And, and Mike, I'll, I'll jump in and add to that because I, I think what Jen has referenced here is really around how we improved and, and how we had to think from an office operations perspective. But if you move into manufacturing, you know, I've often shared uh, with, with the organizations that the pandemic has forced us to unravel years and years of lean manufacturing, years and years of lean supply chain. You know, the need to social distance within manufacturing, social distance between workstations, the need to separate shifts uh, for cleaning purposes, all of that is literally adding back in the waste that we've spent years and years of trying to lean out of organizations, lean out of operations, lean out of work cells. 
So that in and of itself is a challenge, right? You're, you're adding costs instantaneously back into the supply chain. And, and now you've got a new baseline for what the supply chain looks like from a cost perspective, which now changes the way you think about lean manufacturing. And, and, and quite honestly, we know that for the foreseeable future, we'll be within this environment. So as, as Jen talks about planning through the office, well, you're planning in the office environment that we know has limited capacity through manufacturing operations, through our, our end-to-end supply chain. So just a different environment to think about, and it really forced us to change the way we were thinking. It sounds like you really had to stress test your digital transformation initiatives in a real world scenario, um, but, but, it, but it sounds like they, they, they did come out well. Unfortunately, that's all we have time for today. So thank you both, Jen and Ernest, and thank you the listener for joining us. Next time, we will bring you more fascinating insights into supply chain optimization, including prioritization, complications, pitfalls, and the importance of change management. I look forward to seeing you there. You've been listening to the Management Perspectives podcast. Please follow me, Mike Lochran, on LinkedIn and Twitter, where I publish all of my podcasts and blogs. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, as this really helps the show. 